Today we celebrate the Feast of St. Anthony of Padua. It's a wonderful uh, memorial, a wonderful saint. And uh, we see in our readings, I think, are appropriate, just by chance. Uh, they, they fit very well, I think, with Anthony. Because Anthony was known as a great preacher, and we have St. Paul in our first reading talking about preaching. And then also, too, in our Gospel, although what Jesus is speaking about has a general application for all Christians, uh, if you look at it in context, he's really kind of speaking uh, more specifically to his apostles, who would uh, be commissioned to go out and to preach uh, the good news. And so Anthony uh, is a great preacher. Here we have his statue up uh, on our um, wall. And um, his uh, what a remarkable miracle associated with him is that you could go to Padua today in northern Italy, and you can go into a church there. I can't remember why. I think it's maybe St. Luke's. I don't know. But uh, his tongue is actually preserved. So the rest of his body decayed, you know, to dust. He's 800, 900 years ago he lived. Uh, but his tongue is still, you know, doesn't look pretty. <laughs> but it's still, it's still in existence. Okay, so it's a, a really remarkable uh, miracle. And it's a testimony to... Uh, the power of his speech to preserve uh, people in the grace of God and to uh, you know make sure that they were salted, just like Christ talks about. Salt is used for preservation, and um, preachers are are meant to be people who are. Uh, there to basically conserve the world, preserve the world, keep it intact. If the word of truth was not going forth on a consistent basis, um, we'd all be, everything would go to hell in a handbasket, basically. We'd all be in trouble, everything would become corrupt. So you've got to have that constant salting of the word of God to preserve things and to keep things intact and keep things in order. So this is what Anthony did, and, and God testified to uh that power of his by preserving his tongue intact. Now, I think it's be neat just to kind of take a few moments to meditate upon the statue here. We have we have this wonderful statue. There's a lot of meaning to it. Um, we associate with Saint Anthony uh, the Christ Child. He's always portrayed as holding the Christ Child. Um, what's going on with that? Well, first of all, uh, Jesus says, "Unless you turn and become like children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven." Uh, Saint Francis himself was known for being a man of great humility and the Franciscan charism or the Franciscan grace is a a grace of humility. It's an order that's especially known for its humility because of its great poverty and uh, its service to the poor. Um, Also, too, St. Francis himself, uh, there's a a story that goes, uh, he set up, I guess the crash, you know, the nativity scene goes back to St. Francis. He's the one that kind of started it. So Saint, at one point in St. Saint, in Saint, uh, Francis's life, he set up a crash, and um, he had, uh, an, uh, I think it was they were real, real animals, so he had an ox and an ass, you know, and he had the manger scene and all that. And uh, the Christ child, an image of the Christ child miraculously appeared in the manger uh, for St. Francis. So that's the story about Francis. So I think there's an extension of that to Anthony because Anthony was a follower of Francis, a near contemporary. They, their lives over crossed over. Saint Francis commissioned him to, to be a, a theologian and a teacher and a preacher. And uh, so I think that's one element here. Is this is a 
It's an allusion to St. Francis and the humility of St. Francis. Um, But also, too, notice the Christ child is standing on the Word of God. Standing on the Bible. That's That's what Anthony's got. He's got an open Bible. So here's Anthony preaching from the Bible. The Word of God. And Jesus is the Word of God. Made flesh. Incarnate in the womb of Mary. Born. Okay, so that's what I think here else. Jesus is... The, the incarnate word of God is standing on the, the Bible as if he's kind of coming forth from it. You know, this is the word that Anthony preached, a, a word uh, concerning uh, the second person of the Trinity become incarnate uh, for our salvation. Also, too, just as a final reflection, when I look at this, what I think of it is uh, I see Anthony as, as an ideal priest because uh, the priest is called to nourish the body of Christ, to feed and to take care of the body of Christ. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, there's the, the, the spiritual fatherhood of the priest. So I kind of see a St. Joseph theme going on with Anthony. You, know, you have St. Joseph, who's the guardian of the Christ, Christ child. So also that, that kind of the paternity of St. Joseph, I think, is being extended to St. Anthony. And here he is. So if we can imagine that Christ child, that's the church. Okay, that's the mystical body of Christ. And Anthony uh, is taking care of it like um, a father would, his child. And uh, he's strong, he's holding up the Christ child, but yet he's also gentle as well. And there's a beautiful relationship of love between, between the two. So also the priest has to be strong, has to proclaim the word of God with clarity, uh, and be, uh, you know, a protecting father, but at the same time, there's needs to be, it needs to be done with gentleness and with love. So today, as we meditate upon, uh, Saint Anthony and his virtues, let's look to that statue, let's ask him for prayers, pray for your priests, it's very, very important. Um, pray that the priest can preach the word of God, not only through, with his tongue, but also with his life. It's very, very important that priests live a holy life. And uh, I know myself, I'm a weak man, I could fall into serious sin. So I am in great need of your prayers, and I would ask you to, to uh, pray for me, um, that I would live a holy life, and pray for all the priests of our diocese. Uh, and, uh, and we ask the prayers um, for ourselves and for our priests through the intercession of St. Anthony.